Chapter 35 With no new material of his to review, Gloria had taken to rereading the sections of Henry's story he'd given her before disappearing himself, looking retroactively for clues in his words. Any piece to this puzzle, the full shape she couldn't quite see yet. The finished assignments from her students were due in a matter of days, and she was upset for a multitude of reasons she'd never get to read the end of Henry's story. The late autumn wind was moving in. Every other day, the temperature would drop, and she'd draw her sweater closer around her arms and look to a horizon darkening with the season. The next day, per Texas protocol, the temperatures would soar once again, and she'd throw off the sweater and look towards a horizon that seemed brighter and warmer colored. Today, Gloria had left the storm door open, the crisp air whistling occasionally through the screen. Gloria? Tap, tap. Gloria jumped from her seat on the couch, spinning around and displacing the last pages she had of Henry's manuscript. Lenny? She squinted. Lenny stood taller, a bemused smile reaching his lips, a hand shielding his squinting eyes from the afternoon sun as he peered inside from the porch. This place seems so much smaller now that I'm so old. He had been such a catch in high school, Gloria reflected. Her gold-shining baseball hero. With the sun behind him, just for a moment, he looked like he was here to walk Gloria to school, the years in life falling from his physique in a trick of shadows and light beams. He stepped forward. Yep, old again. Come in, Gloria motioned him inside, glancing over his shoulder in a moment of unease. She'd felt, just the past few days, that someone was watching her but attributed it to her mounting paranoia after the break-in. Aside from the stolen files and her failure to report said theft to the police, all had been rather boringly normal since. Henry was just gone. Shutting the front door behind him with a thud, she noted Lenny held a large white envelope. Wow, he murmured, following Gloria as she picked her way back through the cluttered house to the dining room. This is so far out. It looks the same, a little dirtier. Gloria motioned for Lenny to sit. Why are you here, Lenny? He plopped down, taking a seat in a worn, shiny wood chair, the same one he'd favored in their youth. He ceremoniously produced the envelope, a stiff photo pressing its edges into the thin paper of it. Ted and I found these the other day when we were sifting through our yearly yesteryear retrospective edition. Lenny slid the large manila envelope across the table before tapping the paper with his forefinger. Thought you'd get a kick out of it, and I wanted to check on you, Glor. Been worried about you with all the gossip, you know. What is it? Gloria asked, pulling the white envelope to her chest. She opened it and pulled a rectangular black-and-white photo from the bent folds. A sign hung over the old intersection of town reading, Yesteryear, 61. An old yesteryear photo, Gloria explained with an apologetic frown, searching the sea of black and white players for resonance before handing the photo back to Lenny. The waxy paper was just a blur of old fashions and slightly yellowed nostalgia, not even particularly well taken. Lenny frowned, his eyes scouring the photo, tapping his finger impatiently on the right. No, look there, there's Dottie, see? And there you are. Couldn't be more than two, three, see? Anyway, you can keep it. Your mom was such a bombshell, right? 
Lenny whistled appreciatively, his eyes still on the photo. You come by it honestly, G. Gloria glanced at the photo dismissively. Notice she's left her three-year-old standing by herself on the edge of a busy parade route while looking so fancy. Gloria laughed, flattered before glancing uncomfortably around the room. It almost felt wrong to be sitting here, flirting with another man. Absurd. Would you like a real drink? Gloria stood, the chair groaning as it slid behind her knees. Lenny opened his mouth to answer, then stopped, cocked his head and pressed his lips together before responding with confidence. You know, I would like a drink. Very much. Thank you for asking. Gloria tried to casually extract more information about Ted's investigation as she mixed their drinks, raising her voice from the kitchen. So when's Ted's article about the Lakeside Slayer coming out? Lenny shrugged. Soon. He's really gone overboard with this one. I'm starting to worry, honestly. Coming and going at all hours. And last week, he kept going on and on about some secret informant with mystery connections to some whack group searching for werewolves or... Or was it Bigfoot? I think that was a dead end, but he was looking into some wacky theories there for a bit. Truth be told. Ted hasn't been himself. I think he might be having an affair. I, I thought maybe he was on a fitness kick at first. He seemed really energized and healthy, but it, it was an aggressive energy, you know, for Ted. So then I thought, well, maybe there's steroids involved. You know, these young men and their shortcuts. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. Ted's always been a bit, uh, grandiose. Lenny caught himself and smiled, trying to lighten the sudden maudlin atmosphere. But enough about all this nonsense, Gloria. How are you, really? You still seeing that kid? Was that true? Two hours later, three rum and cokes, and several bouts of ancient history story rehashings, and Gloria was feeling pretty good about things. The gravity of the unfolding situation seemed less heavy. She was once again reminded of who she used to be when she first knew Lenny, who she wanted to be, a journalist or an activist. It sounded from Lenny's stories of his life that he felt rather the same. They also both seemed a little lost at the current moment. The Gazette's going to end up shutting down. It just can't compete with the internet these days. It's too big. I guess I'll retire. Then I can't imagine what I'll do with my time. Lenny shrugged, slurring slightly. Gloria felt so sorry for him in that moment. So sorry for herself. The mood shifted, and they both grew a bit morose. Lenny stood, wobbling a bit and glanced out the windows, his eyes darting up at the starless sky, an apologetic grin on his lips. Guess I should get going. I gotta feed the, the dogs. Gloria stood to escort him out. Before she could respond, Lenny closed the gap between them, taking Gloria's face between his moist palms. He pressed his dry lips into hers rather forcefully, moving his lips against hers. Gloria tried to respond to his kiss. She searched her body longingly for any kind of response, any burning of her loins, but came up empty-handed. As she studied the kissing, as if she were outside herself, from afar, she felt the unfamiliar sensation of nausea and was able to just step back and pivot her body toward the planter behind her before vomiting the entire contents of her stomach, voluble sound effects of retching and heaving accompanying the spectacle to really complete the scene. Lenny jumped back, his hands in the air. I'm so sorry. I thought you... I... He stopped his rationalizations and rushed to her side, his arm gripping her elbow to help her balance 
as she righted herself from her sudden, clumsy lunge towards the potted plant. The room was spinning as she wiped her mouth, waving Lenny's apologies away. Oh, Lenny, it's not you, it's everything else. And maybe a little too much to drink. I think I need to lie down. Sure, sure, Lenny agreed, waiting only a pat moment of decency before announcing that she should put herself to bed and he would see himself out. Gloria brushed her teeth, the room still dancing about her, waves of nausea and chills moving over her aching skin. She put herself to bed that night and dreamed of Henry. She awoke at dawn, drenched in sweat, another fever building inside her, and kicked off the blanket she'd piled over herself the night before, then drifted back into a dark and dreamless sleep. 